this shall turn out for my deliverance. Paul had a confidence in God. He knew that no matter what situation or circumstance of life he was in, that God is a God of the turnaround. Amen? What this world or man means for harm or injury, God but God, but God turns things around for His glory, and that means that He's turning your situation and circumstance around. That He'll take that and work out His glory in it and through it. Paul knew it. Paul had no doubts. He had no second thoughts that God was with him. How many of you know God is with you 24-7? No matter what it is you face in life, God is with you. And if we continue to praise Him and know, Lord, I know You are my God. I know that You are with me, Jesus. I know, Holy Spirit, that You are with me. He says, I know that this shall turn out. It didn't look good. Sometimes you're in something and it doesn't look good, right? You could just look at it and say, this isn't good, right? But inside, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. It matters what does it look like to you in the spiritual realm. Spiritually speaking, I know this is going to turn out for my good. When I got that letter from the IRS, I said, this doesn't look good, but I know inside this is going to turn out for my good, for the glory of God. And it did. It did. Computer error. Praise the law. Praise the Lord. But Paul, but he says, through your prayers. One thing that matters is your prayers. Praying for one another. I said it this morning, God wants us, God created us, God filled us with His presence, with His Word, with His love, with the Spirit, that we would care about one another. This is a priority in God's God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is that we love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. Secondly, that we love our ministry. No, no. Secondly, that we love one another. God first, people around our lives second, and this is what matters. Love God and love your neighbor. And here the people knew that Paul was facing a lot of hardships, a lot of things, but they were praying for him and he knew it. Do you know when you're going through something that there's people praying for you? Huh? Do you know that Bloomsburg Community Church is praying for you when you're going through something? Let me know. Don't, you know, email, call, send a letter, something. Let me know you need prayer, okay? Don't say, well, pastor will hear in the Spirit, the Spirit will tell him. Well, he can and he will, but I need to hear from you. I need to hear you give me a call, send me an email, call me, my wife. I need prayer, pray for this, pray for that. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too large. Um, We're here to pray for one another. So Paul knew that number one, the believers, the saints, the others that he, that were in faith in Christ were praying for him. And he knew that that was going to make a turnaround in his life. Do you know that when people pray for you, things are going to happen? Huh? The righteous prayers of a, uh, the prayers of a righteous man, what? Availeth much. And so, believe, we pray, we believe, we confess with our mouths, yes, but we also, God created us, and God made us, and God tells us that we are to pray for one another. That means accept the prayers of others. 
Don't say, oh, I have the faith. I don't need anybody else. Baloney. That's wrong. That's error. We need to confess and pray. But we need prayers of others. Pray with me, sister. Pray. Agree with me. Agree with me in prayer. So we agree with one another in prayer. But beside that, more important, not more importantly, but we have that. But it also says, and for I know that this shall turn out to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, meaning the supply of the Holy Spirit. You know what the word supply means? Hmm? The supply in the Greek, it, it, it's, 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 ah, praise the Lord. It's, it's an over, the, the Greek word means an overabundance of provision. For abundance, that's what it means. An overabundant provision for whatever it is that you need. As we heard this morning, even Brother Dave through the offering, God provides, even as Sister Lucy gave the word this morning, God has made provision. Receive it, receive it. And so God has made a supply, not only through the church, not only through believers praying for one another, which is powerful and awesome, but God in the Spirit, God by the working, by the working of the Holy Spirit has made a spiritual supply for you, for us. No matter what your need is. You know, when you go, when, 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 a, when, a, when your plumbing breaks and you need to get pipes, you don't go to a fruit stand. You go, you go to a plumbing store because you know they have the supplies needed to fix the pipes, right? You don't go buy strawberries and peaches. You go buy pipes and, and, and whatever you need to fix that thing. So uh, when you, when you need an electrical item fixed, you go to an electrical store because why? They have the supplies that you need to repair whatever needs to be repaired, right? When you need finances, you go to where? Somewhere where finances are are available for you, right? God makes supply for all your needs. He has the huge warehouse, the warehouse of all warehouses. Whatever your need is, God can meet it and supply that need. But how do we access it? How do we get in? We don't need to have a special card. We go in the name of Jesus, Father, in Jesus' name I access that supply of the warehouse of the Holy Spirit. And Father, this is what I need. Wisdom, guidance, healing, whatever, 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 whatever. God makes a supply available to you in your time of need. How do you access it? By faith through Christ in the Holy Spirit. This is wonderful news. This is good news. That God has supplied all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Why? Because I'll supply all your needs. Like he said, when Jesus fed the 5,000, didn't he know there was 5,000? Of course he did. But Jesus doesn't just supply just what you need. He supplies that plus much more. Here's some extra on top of it all. You look through the word of God. God always meets the need with abundance. With abundance. Yeah. Hallelujah. Remember the wedding feast at Cana? Ah, he filled he filled those things up. What? With more, more than enough, and with the best. Not not, not just with some, uh, you know, 
low-grade stuff. He put the best in there, and then he put an abundance of the best. You look at God's Word. You search it from, from, from cover to cover, and you'll see that he's a God of abundant supply in every area. And when it comes to the Holy Spirit in your life, God gives you access through the Holy Spirit to all the supplies in the spiritual realm, all the supplies of the kingdom of heaven. God's kingdom lacks nothing. God doesn't have to say, "Uh uh-oh, let me order that somewhere. God doesn't order anything from anywhere. God is the creator of the universe. If he has it, it's not in existence. God has everything that anyone or everyone needs for any occasion, any time, any situation, any circumstance. That's why he's an awesome God. Yeah. And we must get excited that God can meet all my needs. We say that, but sometimes we say it with a, I don't know. No, God shall provide and meet all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What a wonderful provider he is. He shall supply all that I have. So the Holy Spirit in us makes us understand that, makes us know that, that my supply for my needs, whatever I need, Father God in his kingdom has that supply for me. All I need to do is ask and receive it and say, Lord, this is what I need. Because God says, he knows what you need before you ask, but God's word says, ask. God's word says, ask. And because God wants us to open our mouths, acknowledge him as father, as lover, as supplier of all my needs. And so we open our mouths and we ask, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for meeting my need. I thank you for providing for my need, whenever it is. God never fails to come through in in that. And that's what Paul says, I know, I know. And that's what we must say. That's what we must say, BCC, I know. I know my God shall supply all my needs. Hallelujah. In Philippians chapter 2, verse number 1, what else does the Holy Spirit do? In in the Philippians chapter 2, verse number 1, it says, Therefore, if any consolation in Christ, if any comfort in love, if any fellowship of the Spirit... If, see, when we're in Christ, God just brings us all that we need, comfort and love. But if, if any fellowship of the Spirit, what is the Holy Spirit to, here to do? I said before, prayer, right? God comes. He cares about one another. God wants us to fellowship in and through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Fellowship. Kononia. James knows that, right, James? Kononia. Fellowship. It means becoming intimate with one another, not just uh, in, a, in, a, in a good way. Get to know one another. Get to, and fellowship infers not just getting to know one another, but to care about one another. The true word, kononia, fellowship, means getting to know one someone and caring for them and praying for them, building them up, encouraging them. Fellowship is much more than just like, let's get together and uh, take note of who's here. No, it's we get together for a purpose and a reason. Why? To eat food? Well, that's good. To, to do, you know, to, to play something? That's good. 
But fellowship in God's kingdom means to get to know one another so that we can pray for one another, care about one another, and pray for one another, provide for them. So fellowship has a deep meaning in the kingdom of God. And so when God gives us His Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to fellowship like God desires us to fellowship. Not as the world fellowships. How many of you know you can be in a club, in the Moose Club or whatever kind of club, uh, this, you know, the Squirrel Club, the Elks Club, what well, doesn't matter. And fellowship can mean one thing, that you just go to a meeting and go out. And you might get to know one or two guys. But fellowship in God's kingdom means getting together in love, in the spirit of God, caring about each other. You have the right heart and the right spirit. So we need the spirit of God in us to fellowship the way God desires us to fellowship I want to get to know you with sincerity. I don't want to know you so that I can go and whisper all the things that I know about you. I want to know you so that I can pray with you, so that I can, I can, I can encourage you. I can be a, a blessing in your life. And so fellowship has here is in the spirit because God has a right motive and purpose for it. Philippians chapter 3, verse number uh, 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, as we go through Philippians, looking at the Spirit of God. And it says in verse 3, For we are, Paul's writing, for we are, meaning the believers, meaning the church, for we are the circumcision. What is the circumcision? What does circumcision mean? And it means, really what it means, circumcision, it means that it's the breaking away of, of sinful past, a breaking away of the unregenerate nature. And and Paul is saying here that true circumcision, to be truly circumcised, and he's not talking about circumcision of the flesh. He's talking about truly circumcision in the spirit, in the heart. How are we to circumcise? How are we to break away from the sinful nature, from the nature, the old nature that we had? How do we break away from that? It is in Christ, through Christ, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he says here, he gives us three ways to break, uh, to break out of the, the, the power of our fallen nature. And he says, number one, we are the circumcision who or which, the word is who, worship God in the Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. When you worship God in the Holy Spirit, when you become a true worshiper of God, the Spirit of God in you, what did I, you've been hearing me say this, the Spirit of God in us is the power to overcome and sin, to break the old, the old sinful nature. So as you praise God, as you worship God, you're breaking away from all the enticements of this world. As you're worshiping God, what are you, what's happening inwardly? What's happening in your spirit as you worship God? The Spirit of God is drawing you closer to the heart of Father God, to the ways of God. As you praise God and worship God in spirit and truth, you're, 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 you're declaring, I want to be more like you. I want you to increase in my life and I want to increase. A true worshiper, someone who truly praises and worship God, wants their lives changed for His glory and for His name's sake. 
We don't praise and worship God so we can get something. We praise and worship God so we can be transformed and changed into His image. We praise Him for who He is and worship Him for the King of glory. But it's like saying, Father, I want you to increase in my life and by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, circumcise my heart and cut away from me all these things that might distract me or detract me from loving you and worshiping you. Cut away these things of the world that might have attachments to me, Lord, that will hinder my walk with you, my talk with you. And so the circumcision is the cutting away of things that hinder you in your personal relationship with God. The things that hinder you from drawing closer to God. Worship is a key. Praise and worship is number one. And he goes on to say, and rejoicing in Christ Jesus. We've got to have a joy about Jesus Christ. We've got to have a joy when we think about Jesus. He is our Savior and our Redeemer. Do not lose the joy that the Lord has given us through Christ. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my salvation. God has come to give you joy. Jesus said that your joy may be full. Again, the supply, an abundant supply of joy. Not just a measure of joy. When you think about Jesus, when you, when you, when you, when you think the name of Jesus, there should be joy. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once had no hope, now I have hope. I once had no home, now I have a home in heaven. I had once had no one to help me, now I have the King of glory supplying all my needs. Worshiping and praising God brings joy as you understand who Christ is. Who He is. Now faith is. Christ isn't going to come into your life tomorrow. He's here today. He's here now to bless you, to be, walk with you, to talk with you. And so there's got to be joy. Worshiping God, serving God has to be done with joy and gladness in our heart. And that's why we need each other. we got to say, stop eating those prunes and having that little old prune face or lemons. Lemon face. Smile once in a while. Now, we don't go walking around with a smile plastered on our face. That's absurd. But I'm talking about in our spirit. That no matter what we're going through, yeah, we need each other to say, be encouraged, my brother. Be encouraged, my sister. The joy of the Lord. Rejoice in God. When no matter what, when Paul and Silas were in prison, what did they do? Oh, Brother Paul. Oh, help. Oh, Brother Silas. Oh, I know what you mean. Oh, what were they, were they, were they having a pity party in there? They weren't in a good condition. They weren't in a hotel. They didn't have their own little suite. They had no TV, no computer. They couldn't email the people outside. So what did they do? They began to praise God, worship God. And what happened? Joy came. What happened? The angels of God says, we cannot hold back. When, they, when they're praising and worshiping Father God, the angels of God came, shook that prison, opened the doors, broke their chains, got them out. Joy. Praise and worship brings joy into your life. It will set you free from the chains, the circumcision, the chains that bind you. And it says, have no confidence in the flesh. Meaning, we, on our own, we can't do it. 
we can we can break away. We can get loose of these things that that would ensnare us or to get uncircumcised. We can't depend upon the flesh. It's not about the flesh. It's about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God at work in us. Don't trust in the flesh. Trust in the God. Lean not on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. And He will make straight your paths. Trust God. Hallelujah. So what is true circumcision? Worshiping God, having joy in Christ Jesus, and not putting any trust in my works or my flesh. I depend on the love and the mercy and the grace of God that endures forever. The mercy of the Lord endures forever. His compassions are new every morning upon me. Hallelujah. Make no provision for the flesh. Seek God. Seek first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things. All these things. The abundant supply of the kingdom of God shall be added unto you. The abundant supply from His warehouse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Worship Father God. Have joy in Christ Jesus. And all these things shall be added unto you. You know, sometimes we just go and we confess the word and we confess the word and we confess the word. That's good. We need to confess the word. Please understand that. We need to confess the word. But we've got to praise God and worship God for who he is. And we've got to understand, I have joy in God my Savior. And as I confess his word, as I praise him and worship him and agree with his word, then I can access through the Holy Spirit. I see the access of the abundant supply. And when I confess the word by the power and anointing of the Spirit of God, who gives me the ability to praise and worship God in spirit, Spirit and in truth, then I have access. I have access. And the supply, the abundant supply of heaven is upon me. And I receive it and I rejoice. And I want to just end with this one. Go with me now to Colossians chapter number 1. I'm going to end with this this morning. Colossians chapter number 1. Verse number uh, 7 and 8, Lindsay. Colossians chapter 1. I want to make sure I get it right. You're blessed when you have a good wife. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I was going to say, but I'm going to make sure. As he also learned of Ephraphas, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. Ephraphas was a, was a dear fellow servant. He was filled with the Spirit of God. And he was a teacher. He was an imparter. He knew what it was to, to, to access the supply of heaven. He knew what it was to have fellowship and to love the brethren. He was an imparter. He was always giving out. He was teaching and preaching the word of God. 
He was giving, he loved, he loved the, the believers in Christ. That's what we're called to do, to love one another. If we love one another, we take our abilities, our giftings and our talents, and we utilize them. Father, how can that natural gifting and abilities that you've given me, how can I use it to bless my brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord? And so, whatever your gifting and talent it is, seek the Lord. How can I use it? How can I bring this gifting and talent out to the house of the Lord? If you cannot sing, don't ask to come and be part of the choir. But if you can teach, ask if you can become a teacher. Whatever your gifting, we've gone over this, the giftings and talents. Whatever your gifting and talent it is, every one of you, every one of you has a special gift and a talent given you by God. Your personality, whatever it is. Don't try to be someone you're not. Be who you are. Look inside of you and be honest as you look in the mirror and say, Father, I see what you have given me. It's not what you want to be or who you want to be. It's, Father, who have you made me to be? And all you got to do is look at the giftings and talents that are in you, that God has given you, and say, Father, thank you for this gift and this talent. And I want you to help it come out of me to be with all excellence the best that I can be. Don't minimize your gift. Don't minimize who God made you to be. Because then it's an insult to the face of God. God has created every one of us to have a part in the body of Christ. Epiphus, he knew his part. And he used, he, he got, he did his part with excellence. Caring not about himself, but about the people of the Lord. Epiphus, our dear fellow servant. He was a faithful and committed person, ministering to the body of Christ. Who is for you, the believers, a faithful minister of Christ? He was called to be a minister in that capacity, to be a teacher, teaching the people, learning the... But he was faithful. He was committed. He was about... His heart was right because he was spirit-filled. He had the right heart and the right spirit to care about the people. Who declared unto us, scroll up a little Lindsay, who declared unto us, he reported back to the apostles, accountability, responsibility. He didn't report back about himself. He didn't say, hey guys, oh man, let me tell you what God is doing in me. You know, it was not about him. He was reporting back to the disciples He says, who declared unto us, it's so easy. The devil would want you to exalt yourself and say how wonderful you are and how great you are. But God wants us to acknowledge one another, honor, give honor to whom honor is due. But we've got to understand that it is about Christ in us, working through us to minister to one another in love. And so Epiphus, when he wrote back, it says, it says, he declared unto us your love in the Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit produce in us? Love for one another. Care for one another. This is the product of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit at work in you creates, number one, love. God's love working in you and through you. And this is good news because every one of us sitting here can produce, have God's love produced in us 
so that we can be mindful and careful about the people around our lives. You know, we don't have to go to a mission field. All you've got to do is say, Father God, Holy Spirit, let your love be seen through me. And you want to be used of God. Father, here's the church you planted me in. How can I manifest my love and my gift to the body of Christ? Father, how can I manifest my love and my gifts to my neighbors and my family and my co-workers? This is where God has put you in life. Wherever you might be, wherever we might find ourselves every day, this is where God wants our light to shine. This is where God wants our love, His love, His love to be manifest through our lives. It's not about going outside to some foreign country or to some big tent somewhere. It's about affecting the lives that God has placed around our lives. How do we do that? We don't have time to go into the rest. But we do that by asking God to let our lives be living epistles. That, Lord, that they can see that we love you and that we love them. Love for one another is a key. If we don't love one another, everything else is sounding brass, clanging cymbals, all that stuff. It's just a bunch of noise. But when we have God's love, and we do, you do. So smile. Don't be prune-faced. Don't have a lemon face. Smile. The Spirit of God has been given to you in abundance so that God's love can bubble up through you. You're a fountain of love. That's what you are. You're a fountain of love that cares about people around you. Why? Because God's Holy Spirit is in you. And the work purpose of the Holy Spirit, as we've seen and been preaching and will continue to see, is that God gives you, that God manifests in us, His heart and His love. And out of that love for God and for one another, everything else comes out in power that affects the world around us. So all you got to do is look. Say, Father, here's the church you put me in. How can, I, how can I manifest the giftings and the love that is in me to the body of Christ? How can I manifest the giftings of love to the people in my family, around me, in my workplace, in my neighbors? Yeah. This is what ministry is. This is what living for Christ is. This is what being filled with the Holy Spirit is. Is to be loving the the people around you, praying for them, caring about them. Not looking so much for for the faults because we all have them. But look for the good, look for the strong points and encourage that and pray for one another. So the Spirit of God, and God has the abundant supply for you. You don't have to run short on anything. You need something, you need some help in loving. Lord, Holy Spirit, I know you've got the supply I need. Wherever I'm lacking, you can fill me up. you got the supply. So God has a great warehouse. The kingdom of God has a huge warehouse that has more than we could ever ask or imagine. And God's supply to you comes in abundance, overflowing abundance overflowing abundance so that you lack for no good thing that's what the bible says hallelujah so access that spiritual supply in father god's kingdom how through christ through the holy spirit that makes you see the holy spirit makes you see and understand that through christ in christ through christ we have that access to the kingdom of god's 
warehouse to meet my every need. My every need is met in Christ, in Father God. Amen? This is real. This is real. This is not future. It's today. Right now that warehouse is open. What do you need today? What do you need right now? You don't have to tell me. What do you need right now? You tell God and say, Father, I access the supply for my need right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, help me to receive it and believe it by faith in Jesus' name. It's free. It's freely accessible. Stand with me this morning. And I want you to take a minute just before we close. I want you to take a minute that whatever you need right now, today, we all got different needs. Whatever it is, ask God. Say, Father, I thank you for the supply in your kingdom to meet my need. And tell God what your need is. You don't have to say it out loud, but you tell God what your need is right now. Whether you need healing, finances, whatever it is. Whether you need encouragement, whether you need guidance, wisdom, whatever it is. Say, Father, I access the supply of heaven through Christ. Holy Spirit, help me to see what I need, what I truly need, and help me to receive it. I receive it by faith in Christ Jesus. Not help to receive it, but Lord, I receive it by faith in Christ. Lord, Holy Spirit, show me what I need. Show me what I really need in God, in Christ. And God will supply it as you receive it by faith in Christ Jesus this day. There's an abundant supply freely made for you in God's kingdom. Your Father, He's the glory and the lifter of your head. He careth for you and pours out an abundant supply in Jesus' name. Father, now I pray that in Jesus' name that everyone in this house, Lord, receive that supply that they need, the supply that comes through Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, that you activate that supply, that you you deliver it to them right now by faith in Jesus' name, that they go knowing that their need in you, their need has been met in Christ this day, In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Brother Joe, will you please come? And so each day, go to God's supply warehouse for whatever it is you need for the day or for the hour. In Jesus' name. At the end of the service, I'm here to pray with you, to talk with you, whatever you need. But be blessed in Christ Jesus this day. Brother Joe.